Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Good evening. Your host Yusuf Ishidis out of the microphone with you until 12 o'clock, inshallah. I invite you to join me on a caravan into the night. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Na hartelike goeienaand vir eens van die gast hier en vriend Yusuf Fischer die kan van die mikrofoon saam met die tot 12 uur vanavond Inshallah, woensdag aan Bekeout, maar natuurlijk een lieflijke aan verder En dis middel van die week wat beteken twee slapen As het weer weekend, so no worry ons nie Kom saam met caravan in die aan Wednesday evening it is, of course, and uh, just before I start with my first program for Wednesday evening, and that, of course, is uh, our program with the respected Shah uh, Ibrahim Abrams, almost said Shah Irafan, Shah Ibrahim Abrams, and that's Salah, the road to success. Before we start with that, I have a very important um, notice that I've got in front of me, and a very important message for the community, and that is that uh, I think it was in last week, Sometimes that uh, we read out the Janaza notice of Muhammad Davids. The address was 169 Flamboom Street, Bonteville. Now, apparently the person's, uh, Muhammad, the late Muhammad's body was at Tigerberg Hospital, the mortuary there, and then it was moved to Salt River Mortuary. And it has now come to our attention that uh, if nobody's coming forward to claim the body, they are going to bury this body. In other words, they're going to give it a pauper's burial. So we need family members or acquaintances, friends, whoever knows or knew Buddha Muhammad Davids of 169 Flamboom Street, Bonteville, to please contact the following people, uh, Buddha Ibrahim, 072 827 0983 
I repeat, 072-827-0983. Or there's another person that's put a him on 083-966-3525. That's 083-966-3525. And uh, those two people are very concerned about... Uh, the person's body lying at Salt River Mortuary by the name of Buddha Muhammad Davids, the late Buddha Muhammad Davids, and the last known address, 169 Flamboom Street, Bonteville. These two gentlemen, Ibrahim, Ibrahim, either one of them or both of them, they actually went to Flamboom Street and they tried all the numbers, starting from 169 and going all the way, whichever way, and nobody seems to know this person. So it's very serious. If anybody knows of the family or that new Buddha Muhammad, the late Buddha Muhammad Davids, Flamboom Street, please make contact with Buddha Ibrahim, 072-827-0983 or Buddha Khim on 083-966-3525. And if you didn't get that number or didn't get those numbers, you can call us here at the studio. We do have the information here, and uh, please, if you can help, remember uh, that that will be for tomorrow. Yeah, we wouldn't like the late Peter Muhammad Davids to be buried as a pauper. We wouldn't like that. So please, if you can help, do assist, inshallah. However, for now, let's uh, continue with our programs, and uh, the very first program for this evening for my stint, that is, is of course. Salah, the road to success with the respected Sheikh Ibrahim Abram Sheikh. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you this evening? Fine, fine. Alhamdulillah. 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 Always better when I see you. Allah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. seeing you as well. Mashallah. And of course, just looking at you, I know what the weather is like outside. <laughs> Warmly dressed, uh, and it's of course to withstand the cold. But Alhamdulillah. That's a fact of life, isn't it? Subhanallah. It's a fact of life. Sayri, of course, um, also said to say that uh, this evening it will also be the, the conclusion of our series. Inshallah. But it's been a nice road, a wonderful road. Alhamdulillah. And of course, the road to success. Alhamdulillah. May Allah open the path. Amen. Amen. Inshallah. So, uh, as per usual, for the final time, recap of what we did last week inshallah and then of course this evening's uh, can we call it um, education that you're going to leave with us inshallah I mean. but they, but they, so before I actually go into the, uh, the, the what our subject is no, for this evening no. I think the question that you've asked that is very much a subject to be dealing with tonight mm. or a portion of that which is called Salatul Janaza no. which we'll be doing in no. and with this, that Salah is a fart in, of the Muslim Ummah not mm. only the Salah also the burial of the person right and also the the, the kafan of the person mm. the ghusl of the person all those things are fard on the muslim ummah no. it's, it's it's called fard ain somebody of the ummah must do it it falls away from everybody but if it is not be taken as a responsibility of this ummah mm. then unfortunately the whole ummah has been blamed allah everybody in this ummah has been blamed mm. And, and and the people of the area of the place, the blame on them is even greater than the people further away. Right. But 
to such an extent, if something of this nature happens anywhere else in this world, then because you and I as Muslim, we take we have to take that responsibility. Mm-hmm. This, this is how serious the matter is. And that's why it can affect all of us badly, negatively, mm-hmm. if, if we do not come forward. And I think, uh, you know, uh, on the fact that I just want to say to the world out there, to the people out there, if anybody has any notion of that person's name, right. please come forward and contact those people that you that was mentioned. Those two people that was mentioned are actually people who work with Janazas. Mm. They are people who want to see that the thing's been happened appropriately, but they cannot take over the matter by themselves. Right. So what they are saying, they need to know who are the people that has to be has the responsibility. They need to come forward. And or has any knowledge of those people come forward and access de- so that the janazah can be dealt with appropriately? Because the the the, the, the use of a purpose burial means a burial of no respect, right? And right. that is un-Islamic, hmm. because from an Islamic perspective, if a non-Muslim is to be uh, is, is is has died, then the Muslim ummah it becomes a necessity on us to marry that person in a decent, respectable burial. Hmm. Uh, a respectable burial means a decent. Res- uh, what 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 happens with a Muslim? Not what as we normally bury a Muslim. Right. To that extent, we should even do to a non-Muslim. What then if we allow a Muslim under the circumstances that we find ourselves? What would be the load of that against us? Mm-hmm. May Allah mm-hmm. protect um, us. Inshallah, Shukran Sheikh for just uh, clarifying that for us. What we're going to do now is we need to take a quick commercial break when we come back we'll start our program also to say to the listeners that uh, we've got our quota of casitas for this evening inshallah so no more requests canala we have got all the requests that we need for later on so if you'd like to send messages you can send but you cannot ask us to do anything uh, pertaining to playing a certain casita. And I just want to say, it is now 12 minutes past 9. So anything that comes in now, and it says anything after 12 minutes past 9, do forgive me. I have said no more. From Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. Be back with you after the ad break, and of course, it is with the respected Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams with our program Salah, the road to success, inshallah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah, wa ta'ala wa salatu wa salamu ala malana biyabad rabbi shahri sadri, wa yassir li amri wahlul ugdatam min lisani yafqahu kawli. Allahumma alimna bima yamfa'una wa anfa'na bima alimtana wa rzukna ilman yadha al-jalali wa l-ikram. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah. But Yusuf, in last week's lesson, we actually brought ourselves, we got ourselves to the very end of the salah when we actually at the moment where you actually do your third rakah or your fourth rakah or if it's a second rakah where the salah comes to an end mm. where you actually do the final dua. That is what we did. That, and we actually went into looking at the du'as made by our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa and recommending us that when you come to the finality of your salah, see that that moment you use an intimacy with Allah, begged of Allah, speak to Allah, ask of Allah, because it is more righteous that Allah would then 
answer your prayer, if you did, did your prayer in submission for Allah Ta'ala, that whatever your needs are and you beg of Allah, you could be speaking there. We also say to this, the people that, 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 that there is um, a set of du'as which the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has ended as, as, as of us that we make in every salah. And then the Sahaba said, the Nabi taught us this du'a which consists of four different angles that one should be making du'a of necessity after the end of every salah. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min adhabi jahannam wa min adhabi al-qabr wa min adhabi wa min, adh- uh, min fitnati al-mahya wal-mamad wa min, shir- min sharri fitnati al-masih al-dajjal. So it is those four things that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has indicated us. We've seen that in last week's lesson, we went through that. And then we went after that in the du'as made by the Nabi. What type of different du'as that the Nabi has taught and Aisha and other sahaba telling us of what the type of du'as the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught them to do so that they can actually end their salah just before they say assalamu alaikum. And then thereafter, we looked at the greeting and the finality and the importance of the greeting and how the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam performed the greeting, what he did as he moved to his right hand side and he moved to his left hand side, the Sahaba indicating to us that they could see the white of the cheek of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam if you had to stand behind the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This was what the, the lesson was all about last week. So we in actual fact brought ourselves to the end of the salah. Tonight we said that we are looking at two different aspects, Dayusuf. Yusuf. Mm-hmm. We're looking at tonight, first and foremost, this, the salah of the sick person. Mm-hmm. Now everything that was dealt with, with in, in the salah is exactly the same with the salah of the sick person, except right. for one as- aspect, the aspect of whether the person is standing mm-hmm. or sitting laying down right now um, we found that when it comes to the standing position we've discussed that completion Mm. right at the beginning of our salah the other the other aspect is it now has an effect on whether you are sitting what then happens to the rest of your actions because if you are sitting the ruku is not the same right if you are sitting, the sujood is not the same. Mm. So these are the differences that there is. First and foremost, with Yusuf, what we do find that if a person is sick, sick to the extent where the person really cannot stand, right? But but he uh, uh, he, he finds it and un- he finds it possible that he can go into ruku, right? Right. In the normal ruku. He cannot stand fully, but he can go into the ruku. Then it is recommended for him to sit in his sitting position and then from there move to the standing position to go into the ruku. Right, right. If the person yes. can do that. right. Now, that would be fair to Taisuf. What type of sitting are we speaking about? Hmm. The sitting of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has been a different form of sitting at that time. Those days they didn't have benches and chairs of and things course, like that yeah. that was used for sitting. They were sitting all on the ground. Hmm. So the sitting position that we are speaking about is when you and I normally in our salah sit in the sitting position as we sit in the sajida. Or as we sit in the, in the, uh, between the three, two sujood. No. That sitting position, as we describe what that sitting, that was the format of the sitting, and that would be the base of the sitting for the salah. Hmm. 
Now, if a person cannot or is physically handicapped to the extent where that sitting position is not possible, he can't sit on the floor. He can't. He cannot sit like that completely or on the ground. Yeah. As well as happened in the time of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then they would sit in the salah on the ground, Tayshuf, hmm. but they would sit in a cross leg position. Okay. Now that sitting position, from there they will move to the other positions. Okay. You, uh, as you would note the two differences at, mm-hmm. as the, So it's the one sitting in the sajida One sitting Like we sit in the, f- the f- first sajida Or the way we sit in between the two sujood Or the other way is The way we sit in when we sit cross, cross, cross legs Right That then moves to That would be That, that sitting position would be considered Your standing position Right. Right. So right. you know, go 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 from that position into a, if as we said, if you are strong enough to be able to move, to to move from that position up to a standing position, then it's okay. Hmm. For, for, uh, for the ruku? For the ruku. If you right. can, then right. it, it's, it's it's best if you can do. Hmm. If you cannot, then remember the sick person cannot, then he's not being being kept responsible by Allah right. for that. Fair enough. And then secondly, Taysuf, now you could also be sick to the extent where you cannot even sit down. Right. What then happened? Then the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would guide us and say to us, you could be laying down. Hmm. Now there's different, different uh, 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 um, forms say, say to us, you would be laying down. Um, could we say, you, you could be mutajian, mutajian means you're laying on your back. Right. You could be naim, or you could be laying on your side, or you could be ala jamb on your side. Right? Mm-hmm. These are the terminologies used. One to say to us normally, because if your circumstances as a sick person normally is sick and you could lay on your side, face qibla, then lay on your side of your body, right? Where, uh, like, 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 and, and you face the qibla with your with your with your face, mm. with, then that is quite permissible for you, right? Whereas if your standing, if your your position does not allow you to even lay on your side, no, facing qibla, facing qibla, no. then you could be laying on your back. Okay, there's nothing wrong to do that, mm. right? Tayshuf, you could also go to the extent that if a sick person is sick and the situation is uncomfortable to get him or her in qibla, as what is known, mm. right? You can get because the, the sickness is to the, that extent you cannot get that. Then Allah says, فَإِنَمَا تُوَلُّوا فَثَمَّ وَجْهُ اللَّهِ Wherever you may turn to, because the law and the norm is that wherever we are, فَحَيْثُ مَا كُنْتُمْ فَوَلُّوا جُوَكُمْ شَطَرَ Wherever you find yourself, turn your face into the direction of the Qibla in Makkah, the Kaaba, the Baytullah. That is the basic norm. Right. But that basic norm, if the sickness is of the person to that extent where we cannot allow that person, then standing in salah for the sake of Allah for a healthy person which does not know where the qibla is mm. he finds mm. himself in a place where he doesn't realize and he cannot make connection he, right. and, 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 and he, nobody can guide him and it's no man's land then in such a case wherever he faces to would be accepted for him for qibla right. says Allah in the Quran فَأَيْنَمَا تُوَلُّوا فَثَمَّ وَجُوا Wherever you may turn to then under the circumstances, hmm. there you will find the face of Allah. Or the, you'll be facing the, 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 the prominence and the honor and the dignity of, of your omnipotent Lord, Allah Ta'ala. 
So that happens in the the, the main manner of studying. That right. could be one of the, two, the three things. Hmm. So so then obviously we then say when you are sick, your sujood and ruku becomes different. Hmm. When we are in the sitting position, Tayyusuf, in the advice of our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, your suju, your ruku becomes something that you bow, almost you bow down. Hmm. You, you, you move as far as you can to the front. That's the ruku. A ruku. Right. If you can make a sujood, you make a sujood. Okay. If you cannot make a sujood, if your ruku, if your sitting position doesn't allow you to go into sujood, like a normal sujood, right. then you move to the front slightly, and that would be considered your ruku. And the furthest down you could move to the front, that would be your sujood. All right. So just uh, for understanding, from, uh, the position is so the two positions. If the sitting, if I cannot sujood, yes. then the ruku would be slightly forward, yes. and the sujood, sujood would, would be, be as far as forward far, as possible. As far forward as possible. Right. If no. I cannot, which means I'm moving my body from mm. a sitting position mm. to the front. Right. The, the furthest I can would be considered sujood, no. and least than that, slightly less than that would be a ruku. Ruku, tay. So this, yeah. this is what, at, at the advice of our Nabi sallallahu no, alaihi wasallam. And then it comes to the other aspect with Yusuf that when the person is laying down in sujood, in, in laying down, mm. now that laying down usually is not a very easy. So you wouldn't consider laying down, going then to a ruku and then going to right, sujood. Right, right, right. If the laying down is that the person can still move, but he cannot stand or sit, but he can still move, then he can create any movement of the body to be able to get to the ruku or sujood, Taisuf. Mm, mm, mm. And if nothing can be done, that he can only use and nod his head, and if he cannot even nod the head or move the, the neck, for that matter, then he can even just move his eyes right. in salah to that extent as Allah will make the necessity of salah needed for the person that even is a sick person. Mashallah. So it's nothing is difficult. Yes. And when we think about the prerequisites of salah, like the ruku, the the the, the, the wudu, and all these things, but hmm. then those things comes. That the person cannot take those things, but if the, the, the people in assisting the sick person assist him with the wudu or her with the wudu, hmm. that they have the wudu, and if not the wudu, the tayammum, hmm. and then they have the right to be able to perform those salah. So nobody has an excuse to say, I cannot make salah, or I, uh, salah is not fart upon me. Right. It's even fart on that person who is sick at the very, very end. And we've seen that with, with the action of our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the way he dealt with the process. Yeah. Shaykh, can I just ask you, just on that also, whether a sick person or let's say the elderly person that's not also able to do the norm, in yes. inverted commas, mm. um, what about the person that cannot sit on the ground even, mm. but is sitting on the chair? Yes. Mm. No, but there is a... Remember, the chair is not something that has happened in the time of the Nabi uh, Sallallahu Alaihi No, I understand, yes, but I'm yes. talking about nowadays. Oh, oh, precise, precise. So, yeah, I have I first explained that aspect of what we see, sure. that what is the norm common to us, given to us under the circumstances. No. What happens today, if the person cannot, and that's why I say, if, if you ask your sick position, is where you can sit on a chair, Daisu. Right. And you can then stand, stand up for the ruku, do that. Mm. Stand mm. up and perform the ruku. To the best that you probably can. No. If you cannot do that, then try to move from the chair as forward as you can. As far forward. As as far as far forward. 
if, if for that matter you even cannot go into sujood, you yeah. cannot go. In, you you sitting. You cannot go into ruku or the sujood. Then your furthest asset when you sit down on the ground, yeah. the furthest down would be your ruku would be sujood, no. and slightly less than that would be the ruku. Right. Uh, right. That that would uh, if that is what your question no, no. is. That's that's, uh, that's the question. Yeah. That's, that's the question. Yeah. I hope I've then answered. No, no, no. Shukran very much. That uh, clears it for I'm sure for. Many a person in Barakallah Fikram so I'd, I'd like to just mention One, one other fact hmm. um, that, uh, We found that Our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam At the Hadith indicates The Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Also Salam. sat on something He sat on what we call a pillow At certain times hmm. He didn't sit on the ground Directly on the ground He sat in on a pillow Because the, his health He needed to have something beneath him To be able to, to keep him up Because and then he sat and he performed salah on that position. Right. And this is where he used his the, the folding of the legs. Okay. Now, a person can move from the folding of the legs into the sujood position. Now, you will be moving to the... He cannot stand up, so he'll be moving to the front for ruku. For ruku, no. But then, uh, uh, coming, uh, then coming out of that and then go into sujood position. But he is health. Physically, he can move into the sujood. Then he need to move into the sujood from that position. Are we talking the whole posture now? Now, the whole posture the of whole the posture sujood. The sujood. No. If the, that is if the person's body can afford to do that. Allows it. Yeah. Allows him that. Right. But he cannot just... His circumstances wouldn't allow him to stand up. He right. couldn't stand in sure. the salah. Right, sure. so now his ruku would be considered the furthest, the the furthest Forward. down in bending mm-hmm. in front of me. The furthest down would be considered ruku, and sujud would be going into sujud completely. Right. If for that matter he cannot perform sujud at all in that position, then he could be sitting from that position into the fur, uh, furthest down would be considered sujud, mm-hmm. and slightly less, and that would also be ruku. Ask that question, and I see it just came through. Yeah, yeah. Salam. Can I sit in the chair? I'm in my sixties, healthy, and walk fine, but it's uncomfortable, sore to mm. be on the floor. Yes, for that for that elderly person. Yeah. If, if 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 it's more uncomfortable to be on the floor, there's nothing wrong to sit on the chair. Right, right. Or if you want to sit on the pillow. Right, right. There's nothing wrong to sit on anything. Right, right. But. Uh, my, for my understanding, would it then be that because a person said uh, walking, fun, everything, then we're talking about the sujood, uh, firstly the ruku, stand up. If you can stand up, stand up for the ruku. Right, right, right. Like for instance, you get certain people who has got a problem, they they cannot stand in salah because of that, mm. but they can go into ruku. Mm. They, they could be standing in the ruku, but the moment they come out of the ruku, they just sit down again. Right. And the moment they come out of that, they, they, but they also can perform a sujood. Right, right. And they could lift themselves out of it, but they cannot remain in the standing position. All that is permissible within the sick person. Right. Of that. right. And as we said, if the worst scenario is in place that the person is in a bed and he cannot move, cannot stand up, cannot move to a ruku or sujood, then he can go to the best of whatever his movement right, is. Right, Even if it's house light. Even if it's house light. Right. And uh, the best that he can, mm. if, if the best gets to the extent where he can only move his head, then right. he uses his head. And if that he cannot do to move his head because mm. of the circumstances, and then he need to just move his eyes, and that is enough to be able to do it, to see that the salah is being Alhamdulillah. And uh, a final question on that from our side, Prof. Um, the niya would be the same? Exactly the same. Right. There's a, now, now I, I, I want to add here another aspect of the salah. No. 
we we we've just had this what 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 happens now of the sta- the position of the s- salah hmm. in in that this very format is also the fam format given permissibility by the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam to us the healthy person to perform your sunnah salah in that way. Okay. Now, it's the, and then the Nabi says the person that performs his sunnah salah sitting hmm. gets half of the value of his salah if he had to do it standing. Ah. And if the person feels as cold, it will be salamak. This is a sunnah salah. Right. He, he wants to perform his sunnah salah and it's very cold and it's very uncomfortable. And he must get, he gets into bed and in bed he lays down and performs his salah. The Nabi says he gets caught to the value of standing in salah. Okay. So he, he performs his salah, it's permissible for that, him. That's, that's the sunnah, eh? The sunnah the salah. Sunnah, right. That's not the fart. Right now, of course not. Uh, and because he's a healthy person, yes. he can. Because when it comes to the healthy person, the healthy person needs to stand in salah, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We, we're not speaking somebody who's affected to any ailment or sickness or that right, matter. Right, The person is healthy. The dean gives him the permissibility or her the permissibility to even sit in salah. And that is why many times a person would see... The person would perform the fard salah as per normal, yeah. and when it comes to the sunnah, they sit. They sit on the ground. They, so it's permissible. Quite permissible. But no. he, he or she only gets half the value of his standing. Ah. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, ought the person to go and lay down and then perform the salah. Which is, he, the person is not sick, the person is healthy, circumstantial, mm. then he gets caught at the value of the, which half of the half, which yes. half of the, of the sitting position would be, the, the standing would be a full, half would be a sitting, mm. and a, 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 a laying down would be half of the half sitting the, Half of the half. Half of the half, which is yes. the quarter. And then, of course, I have to question my, myself. Is it worth it? Ya Rabb. Ya Rabb. La hawla la And again, there, within that position, now because I am healthy, right. I'm not actually sick, I, I've gone to sit. I can choose whether I want to form, perform my sitting position, Salah, in a position where I go down onto the ground in sujood. Right. And whether I want to just move the body. Uh-huh. And the value would lessen as we, we go into that. Which means if I go into a cool in a normal ruku whilst I sat in my sitting position salah. Right. But I go into no I get more value than the person who gets who, who performs his ruku in a sunnah in a sunnah salah uh, um, moving only to the front. Right. So if in my I'm healthy but I will perform my sunnah salah and I'm sitting and I'm sitting on the ground, it's easy to go to the to the to the what's it, to the ground for sujood, mm. then there's nothing wrong that that, that 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 adds to the processes of my salah. Right. But if I'm healthy and I then want to go into the sitting position, and from the sitting position I go to a ruku slightly right. and sujood further down without having to touch the ground, my value of my salah minimizes more and more. Because the, the ruku and the sujood, the value will also fall there. Yes, unfortunately, you, you, you minimize the, the value of your salah, the quality of your salah. So it's a bit Yeah, you, 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 you drop down. <laughs> yes. Right? But now, the reason for me mentioning this is because what happens then with the person in the bed, right. on the bed, right? Who, who, who lays down and performs his salah laying down. Hmm. Now, uh, is that uh, out of necessity? Or no, not of necessity. Uh, because it's coat. Uh, because it's coat of uh, circumstances uh, or whatever the case uh, may okay, be. Yes. And, and the, this person wants to lay down, and, and but, but the person is healthy. Right. So the person is laying down on the bed and he's performing his salah. And this is a sunnah, sunnah salah, salah, and not, 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 not the fatah 
then what would be Ruku? This person needs to move his body into a sense of ruku. Mm. If he if obviously because he now uses what we call the least processes for himself to be able to, he he only the value becomes less and less and less, so much more less, unfortunately, than the person who actually just stood stood up and performed his salah. So the means I say by a kira that the miskin ni salah ha makin salah miskin bitter kavisu. Bitter kavisu kome sam tsu manno batikri. What was the value of your, yes. your, your effort that you yeah. put in there? Oh, I'm just thinking now. The person is in bed, and I'm not. Uh, propagating this thing. Yes, yeah. But the person is in bed and then instead of lying down, the person sits up. Yes. Like you would sit on the floor. Yes. But now you're sitting you sit on the bed. On the bed. The beans is just too much. That would be permissible. Per, and and that would be better than the lying. Than the lying. That would be definitely, definitely be better than Try. the lying. Alright. Yeah. Shukran. That brings us to the end of the of the, of the position of the salah of the, of the of sick person. person. And, 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 and to how far our deen has gone to the extent to accommodate everybody. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. May Allah accept that, inshallah. I mean, what we're going to do is let's first take a break before we go into the salah for the janazah. The Voice of the Cape. Back with you with the program Salah, the Road to Success with respected Sheikh. Ibrahim Abrams, Sheikh, now we came to the Salah for the Janazah. Janazah. No. Pardon, Sheikh. Uh, but the use of this Salah, Salat al-Janazah, and, 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 and as we've heard earlier on of that request that has been made right. there of that person, Salat al-Janazah is a, a, a Salah that is fard on the Muslim Ummah. Hmm. As we said earlier on, fard kifara in, in, and fard kifaya means if it's been done by some people, at least of the Ummah, hmm. Allah removes the load and the responsibility from everybody else. Right. Everybody else. Right. But if nobody does it, subhanak, then the whole ummah will have to carry that load. Allah. You know? And the nearer you are to the reality of the thing, the more responsible you are. Mm. May Allah protect us. Inshallah. And so, yes, I feel not, not that Buddha that we've been referring to of the Janazah, but everybody else, everybody else that is... That, that has a janazah It's a necessity of the Muslim ummah That we need to know Or we strive to come to know those things So that we do not fall into that aspect right. Of right. where Allah Tresses us uncomfortably May yes. Allah protect all of us So Yusuf, we said it, the matter is a fart hmm. When it comes to the, the Practical part of that salah This salah is so different To all other salahs in that there's no ruku and no sujood There's only standing in this position oh. But you could also enter the salah in a sitting position And that you could be sitting on the ground hmm. Or you could be sitting on some chair If oh, your right. circumstances Because this salah, the difference between the salah You're making a salah to Allah hmm. In front of a deceased body Right and you're not making salah to that, to to that the body. The, the, the action that you're doing, you're interacting with Allah. Mm. Mm. Because you, you, your ibadah that you're going to do is going to be a means of having to be a benefit for that sick per, that, that dead, person dead person in front, in front yeah. of us. And that's why it's called Salatul Janazah. But Allah allows us to be able to see that we do this as a necessity for the benefit of that person. Right. That we're going to deal with certain aspects in that, in that Salat Yusuf. That salah in practicality, as we said, no ruku, no sujood, you stand only. Right. But the inaction is you move your hands to your, like you normally move your hands up to your uh, um, 
uh, your ears and to the side of your face. face yes. Yeah. Uh, there is a, um, for every takbir. There's mm. four takbirs. Right? right. And after every takbir, you have something different to do. Right. Right. Now, as we say, the salah consists of four takbirs, mm. as given to us by our Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, with the Sahaba radiyallahu anhum, and we found in. After the first takbir, our Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam has said to be able to make what we call recite Surah Al-Fatiha. Hmm. Now, usually, this has been done softly, um, and we, we, we everybody recites Surah Fatiha. Sometimes the Imam takes a bit of a long time with the sub Surah Al-Fatiha, and and you stand behind him, and 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 there is still space, and you can add any part of the Quran that you want to recite right. as a means to add of barakah towards that person. Hmm. After Surah Al-Fatiha, the, the, after the first takbir, the Imam says Allahu Akbar, or we say Allahu Akbar, and we go into the second takbir. Then after the second takbir, we recite uh, salawat upon Nabi Ibrahim, uh, salawat upon the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the salat that is known as Salat Ibrahimiyyah, that we normally recite in a uh, tashahud that we read there. اللهم when we say اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم that one until the end would be صلاة إبراهيمية that salawat you do at the end and you can probably end with that and if there's still space you can probably add more salawat upon the Nabi you can add whatever you can in reciting salawat upon our beloved Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم that's after the sec. That's in the second, second takbir. takbir. After the second, after that, you do then go into the third takbir. When the third takbir is given, the advice of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is: the people making the salah then make du'a for the deceased person. Okay. And here you add whatever you can for that deceased person. Like for instance, you could say, "Is ask Allah to grant this person khair for his dunya, khair for his akhir, to set him sure. free from the fire of Jahannam, yeah. to grant him to able to enter Jannah, uh, to be merciful upon him or her." And, 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 and whatever there is of need for that person you can do and there's various du'as that have been doing done by the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and if you can speak if you cannot speak in the Arabic language you can hmm. speak in your own language because in Salatul Janazah the strong recommendation is Yusuf, that all of us must try to be able to form, perform Salatul Janazah I've gone to a hadith that I'm going to dealt with no. we're going to look at the processes where that is concerned right right after the third takbir, Taisuf, you've now completed the du'a for the for the on the deceased of various du'as that you've made. Right. Then there's a fourth takbir in that tak, in that tak, after that takbir, the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam teaches us to be able to make du'a for yourself, for whoever there is of the people that's alive, and for the, all the deceased other that oh. person and all other deceased. So your du'a goes in more broader. And you can least say, "Oh Allah, be merciful upon me and us, and that, and Oh Allah, do not prevent, don't prevent, don't prevent us from the khair and barakah of that person after his demise and after his deport. Let us benefit from that person still. Things of that nature is the do us found of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the last takbir. That 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 brings us to the end. And Yusuf, in all those takbirs, one could actually give. Speak your own language except for Surah Al-Fatiha. Obviously, the other one is Salawat. salawat the Nabi no. Sallallahu Alaihi So here you can see after that you speak your own language. Mm, mm, mm. But what actually is the physical is what we've done. Right. But remember, we said to you uh, it, when we did with the Salah program that we we spoke about this. It has a physical and a spiritual. 
According to the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the spiritual of the Salatul Janaza, it constitutes completely the four takbirs and whatever is in that. Hmm. All of that together is considered to be a du'a from the person who performs that salah towards the deceased to Allah Taala. As a means to beg of Allah to relieve that person. Amalai surah Fatiha wajib baca in salawat upon the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And all your du'as together, it all constitute a du'a on the deceased. Allah. Which means it's a du'a towards that sick, sick yes. person. That's no, the dead person. The dead person. Right. The Taisuf, the hadith that there is, this one hadith especially, this salah is a strong recommendation for all of us. And our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa have gone to many extents to be able to encourage us to perform the salah. We listen to a hadith of our Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, wherein he says, "If a total of forty people hmm. perform salatul janaza on the mayit, but the Nabi qualifies that forty people, he hmm. says, forty people that believes in Allah uprightly." Hmm. Hmm. So, what is the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam saying? He's saying to us that it was with forty people who uprightly believe in Allah till they don't believe in other things. Hmm. I'm going to go come back to that issue. Then, if forty people of that quality make salatul janaza on the mayit, then Allah's prepared to forgive every sin of oh, that wow. mayit. This is the norm and the natural. Really, is that when the person has died, the doors of tawbah is closed, no. because the door of tawbah closes when the ruhol comes, as mm. or what we say, the person has given his last breath. Mm. After that, the doors of tawbah closes. On that person, because that person can't ask for, can't for any forgiveness sal- anymore. But the doors of Toba by Allah is not closed as yet. Allah, Allah's mercy is not hasn't Allah hasn't closed the doors of Toba for everybody else. Hmm. Towards that disease, Allah keeps the door open via others. Allah, and this is where our Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam indicated to us. Or encourage us to be able to be, and that's how the hadith indicates to us: hmm. when a total of forty people, forty hmm. hmm. people make salatul janazah on the right, mayit. Right. So, Sheikh, would that also then be an indication to us why it is important for us to perform to, salatul janazah? Because why? Because we need to look at not the disease. No, we need to look at ourselves. Hmm. This is because if I strive to be able to make salatul janaza after every mayit that I probably can, hmm. then Allah Taala would grant others to perform salatul janaza on me Amen. the day when I die. Amen. And I would want that. Of course. Wouldn't I? Of course. And but I, I would want to see that these forty people. Forty plus. Forty plus. Forty plus. So, which means the effort that I put in today hmm. is going to benefit me tomorrow when I lay there. Inshallah, Amin. And listen to the words of our Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. If it's forty plus that yes. actually do that, that then Subhanak Allah is going to forgive every sin Allah. of mine. So merciful, my Lord is. Hmm. His door of tob, my door of tobah is closed because of my de- my death that has come. But the fact that. The Muslim Ummah still making du'a for me. Allah Taala opens the door of Tawbah for for, uh, for me on behalf of them for what they are doing for me. Subhanallah. Look at how merciful our Lord is. Allahu Akbar. Allah. Now, but there's two things I want to add here in this part of the Hadith that's important for understanding, which means that not only should we strive to be able to attend Salatul Janazah, but we also realize that as as the Nabi say. As Ibrahim said, Janaza. Hmm. 
and I'm using my name, Joseph. Then who is the people that rushes off to the Janaza? My family, of course. My friends, yeah. people that I, my, my acquaintances. The means is about ek my liever my maak, right? So as my liever is a liever wa an ek deel nie met sikere mense, die mense gaan trim te wees by die Janaza. They feel almost responsible. Almost obliged. Almost obliged that they right. cannot otherwise they have to and sure. it would be an uncomfort if they do not attend the Janaza. Sure, sure. So what is the Nabi saying to us that indirectly? He's saying to us, choose your Acquaintances, Chase properly. Your acquaintances yes. no. See that they are people That believe in Allah uprightness So uprightness people as your acquaintances as Choose them to be your Allah. acquaintances In your life while you are alive So the day when you die If there is about 40 of them no. Or more Subhanallah Allah we can never give you all your sins Allahu Allah Akbar, Akbar. Allah Akbar. Akbar. Allah May Allah forgive all of us Inshallah <laughs> Just on the light note, just listening to you now, and you were saying the very first you said was the family. Yes. And I thought it would be beneficial to have a big family. family yes. <laughs> but no, but there's no, but no, who more than just a family? Yes. Obviously, family of course. Right of, of course. Circumstances are must be No. But those people who acquaint themselves yes. with you. Yes. That means that what om you as yaka dag wat jeevi om mehou as you be sacher and your friende. He now is indirectly saying to us, see that that as good people choose right. your friends. Right. Choose them. Remember, you couldn't choose your family. No. That was given to you. Yes. And you don't have a right to say yes or nay, yay or nay for your family. No. They are yours and you don't have a say within that. That package you received. Yeah, that was yeah. a, 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 a full package. That's it. Allah is the only one that adds or subtracts from that. Right. But the, the part of choosing a friend, you were given the absolute right. No, no. And you were given the right to choose whether you want. Because everybody, there's so many people around us. Mm, mm. But you can choose who is your friend that is dear and near to you. Allah opened the path. We are good to everybody. We accept everybody as our brothers and sisters. Right. But not everybody is considered our friends. No, because no. not every brother and sister is going to come to our janazah mm. but if a person feels that this has been a friend of mine I've been worthy of my friendship yeah. then he's going to put in everything that's Again, worthy of that you feel obliged obliged thanks to you Marv, uh, Saini, uh, just before we go to the other uh, hadith that you wanted to I think there's also one very important thing and this is a personal view now the niya for Salatul Janazah but as of the niya Allow me to say here. Yes. Uh, um, this is right at the beginning of the program when we did the salah. Right. We did the niyyah there. Mm. And we said the niyyah is with everything the same. Right. In the ahadith of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it comes to niyyah, it says, no. innama al-a'malu bin-niyyat. Now the word innama in the Arabic language mm. wants to give the right impression of the fact that Everything that you do in your total life has a niyyah. No. That's what Nabi says. Innamal a'malu bin Every act has a niyyah. It is not what you say with your tongue. Right. It is, and the niyyah is not words, please. Mm. Every act has a niyyah. The niyyah is in the heart, and that what is was in the heart I use of, mm. that is it. That's so if you go to the Salatul Janazah and you intend to make Salatul Janazah on the period, you, you, you go there with intention to go, to then go that, that just that what is in the heart, right. that is it. That's the niyyah. That is the niyyah, and that niyyah is perfectly right. It is 100% 
perfect place of, it is, I'm sorry again no. It is 100% perfect mm. That niya So you don't need to say words When it comes to no. this niya no. This is the very fact that you know You're coming to do this To be able to perform Salatul no. Janazah Behind no. the mayyid That Allah may accept it My, my dua on behalf Inshallah. of that person Then that is sufficient as a niya And that's, and that's why there's no wording To right, that niya right, right. So we're going into the salah mm. Um, also standing in the shaf, so, Imam says, Allahu Akbar. And I just say, Allahu Akbar, with that intention. So, I wanted to say in this hadith, when the Nabi says, 40 people that make Salatul Janazah right. on this Mayid. Right. And the Nabi says, Allah forgive every sin of that person. Allah. What do we see out of this hadith, Taysuf, hmm. also is that the Salatul Janazah, as the Nabi's encouragement, hmm. is it is a benefit to the Disease. No. It's a benefit to the disease. At the same time, the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentions to us another hadith. No. But there are quite a few ahadith, so, but mm. these two ahadith I feel is important for us to understand the encouragement. Our Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says to us, when you and I follow a janazah, mm. which means we come and come to the, 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 the house, show our condolences to the families, mm. go to the masjid, perform salatul janazah, and then from there onwards go to the maghbara and concede to the burial of the person. If a person does that, says the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then the person gets qiratan. So when the sahaba radiallahu anhum heard the, valley, the word qiratan, they mm. said, فَمَلْ qiratani ya Rasulullah. That thing qiratan, what mm. is that that you're speaking about? Because they didn't know. Mm. Very much like we don't always know the word, I mean, the term, somebody says the word, what's the particular type What means it? Unfamiliar term. It's un- unfamiliar. Right. So the Nabi described the word Kiratan to them. Mm. The Nabi says to them, Kiratan is, the word Kiratan in, Arab, in the Arabic language is the, it's, it's a dual form, two Kiras. Mm. Not one Kira, two Kiras. But what is one Kira? Mm. One Kira, Taisuf, would constitute or consist of the value of Jabal Uhud. Hmm. Jabal, the whole, you know Jabal Uhud in right. Medina? Right. Almost the whole of Cape, uh, Table Mountain as we see it from the side. Hmm. The whole of Table Mountain, Jabal Uhud. Right. And then Jabal Uhud says the Nabi, in weight on the scale, but the, the weight of that, not as it is there, hmm. if that ought to have been gold, and the weight of that gold would go on the scale once would be one kira. Right, so twice. Twice that. So yes, we've seen the advantage of you going to perform Salatul Janazah on the Mayyid, constitute a benefit for the deceased, Mm. but at the same time a benefit for the person who comes to follow the Janazah. Right, right. Now, Taisuf, the other factor that the Zahaba, the, the scholars say to us, when you only perform Salatul Janazah, you get one Qira. Hmm. When you help to go to the Maqbara to be able to be assisting into the, the, burial, the burial, then will be another Qira. The laying to rest. Laying to rest will be another Qira. Which means the, the, that is where the two Qiras is, as, ah, as, as the scholars ah, are saying ah, that, right? Ah, ah, ah. Uh, can I ask something? You may, you so may if the person goes to the, the mosque, yes, but the person doesn't go to the Maqbara, yeah. would that be in... Only one. Consisting of Only one, one kira. At least he right. would, get, he would, he would be uh, advised, uh, uh, obtain, obtaining one kira, one kira out of the fact. No. Right? Sure. So he would benefit from that. No. But the, 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 the hadith that mentioned to us of the 40 people mm. and, and, and say to us when we follow the, 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 the mayyid, 
they get in, in, in the value that the person would get kiratan they serve. Um, the hadith is actually encouraging us not only to perform the Satul Janaza but also to follow the Mayit. Right. What does it constitute? What does it expect of us to mm. do when mm. we say we follow the Mayit? Mm. It means that we need to be able to assist in burying, in carrying that Mayit uh. to the places where the person to be carried. We need to assist in making the whole. We should be assisting in whatever is to be done to see that the person has been buried in that place, mm. covered up all of that. So it actually means the people attending the janazah is the people who's going to see to that. And here our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa has strongly encouraged us and said to us that that moment when because the family has the responsibility of the kafan. Mm. The family has the responsibility of the of going into the hole. Mm. Besides that, everything else must be done by us. Right. Right. Everything else must be done by us. Now I say us, if it's not my own family, if it's not my own family and I'm there at the I must help towards that. We find for that matter, when it came to the Going to the Maqbara, but they, so mm. the Nabi would help to carry the Mayit. Right. The Nabi would carry the Mayit into the place. And the Nabi would recommend that the person of the family would get into the hole for them to, to be able to be there in the hole. Strongly recommend them to be there. Right. But the moment the person comes out of the hole and the hole must be closed, our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa in his noble status, who take his own hands and actually take sand in his hands and throw it into the, into the uh, to want to encourage the Sahaba radiallahu anhum and to every other Muslim to allow them to understand that. Mm. There is of the other aspect that I need to be able to let us understand mm. that we find in the hadith of our Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam that even for the uh, or, or the hadith that there is that indicates the death of our Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that even the Sahaba radiallahu the Sahabiyat would perform salatul janaza behind the janaza of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So encouraging a, a woman folk to be able to come to the to the janaza, to come to the masjid to perform salatul janaza if they can, because that would add to the forty. And if Allah right. will grant to be able to find reason to be able to forgive the mayit, wouldn't we want Allah to of grant course. us that? For our mothers, our sisters, our brothers, for yeah. everybody. And here we have the opportunity, if we can, if the woman can go to the masjid, if they can, do the, if they can, we're adding to that. So the encouragement is for males and females to be able to see that they perform salatul janaz and shalatay. And uh, shukran for also clearing that one up. Because many a times we find there is that misunderstanding where that's concerned. But is it, what would happen if this is a fart? Yes. And a, a, a person dies... And he's only got his wife or his daughter there. Yeah. Right, right. While the salah is a fart. Right. And this happened to one of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. They, when they, when the moment comes for the day, they, they died. Unfortunately, there was no males around. Hmm. The wife had to bury the woman, the husband. the husband. She had to make the hole, but she also had to perform the kafan. She had to uh, ghusl the person, and she had to be able to see that this person made salatul janazah upon him. Hmm. And if she did not have the knowledge, how would it have been done? How would it have been done? Allahu Akbar, na'udhu billah. So, yes, it is an encouragement for the Muslim ummah to be able to see that they carried the same. Allah. Well, on that beautiful note, we've come to the end of the series. I must say from my side, as well as from the listener's side, a very big shukran to you. And uh, we have learned for the few months that we've been busy with the series, we've learned 
quite a lot. Allahu Akbar. May Allah Shukran very much. Ya Rabb, shukran May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always guide and protect you. Amin. Jazakum. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you the ilm to continue to serve humanity in the way you do, inshallah. Amin. Also for you and the family, all the very best for the month of Ramadan. And inshallah, to keep us in your du'as. For you and for all our listeners out there, so may Allah grant us all khair and barakah. Ramadan that is of benefit to all of us, inshallah. Amin. Amin. Shukran and... With that, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shukran wa salamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape.